back to our third episode of Forking Wellness. Hi guys, I'm Barry, registered dietitian. And I'm Sophie, registered associate nutritionist. So today, I know we mentioned it on the last podcast that maybe we were going to talk about Sophie's wedding and maybe kind of like the social pressures that come with that. And a lot of you have responded saying that you want us to talk about it. So here we are. I want to put a disclaimer that... um, Personally, I want to share my thoughts and feelings in, you know, a natural way. I think it's important for us as healthcare professionals to have strong opinions. And I note that my opinion might be different than yours. And there's nothing wrong with that. Definitely. And I think if you are maybe suffering with your body image at the moment, or you are, uh, you know, in the depths of an eating disorder, then maybe you might not want to listen to this episode. Yeah, I think that's a really good disclaimer. Okay. Cool, let's get into it. So tell us about your engagement and everything that led up to it. Gosh, where do I start? So um, when it gets to May next year, Ash and I would have been together for four years. So we've been together for about three and a half years at the moment. How did you meet? Um, How did you meet? Okay, so we actually met on Instagram. Oh my God, this is so great. Um, did you not know that? No, I don't think I did. I thought you met. I thought you met when you were on business in Manchester. Yeah, that's when we first met. But um, we'd been speaking on Instagram. Um, just it was. I. It's really weird because both of us will say like, I genuinely think he followed me first. He'll try and tell you otherwise. But it was kind of just like you do that on social media, don't you? You mean we all follow people we don't necessarily know? Yeah, but, totally. Did he slide into your DMs or did you slide yes. into his? Well, again, it was a bit of both because he'll be like, oh, I was drunk when I messaged you. So <laughs> I don't like the idiot because I was sober. <laughs> Even though Ash isn't a big drinker at all. That's so ironic, actually. Okay, so you met on Instagram, but then you met in person. Yeah, so we were talking for about three or four weeks before I then, purely by coincidence, was doing some work in Manchester. Told him I was coming up and he was like, oh, I'll pick you up and I'll take you out. And that's exactly what he did. And it sounds so cheesy, but it was kind of like love at first sight. Oh, I love that. That's not cheesy. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it just escalated from there. I think we met again once or twice. And then I actually went to LA for three months. So that was in the June. And then we spoke a lot when I was out there. And when I came back in September kind of literally touched down in the UK and went straight to London to meet him. Um, And then three months later, he moved in with my parents and I. (laughs) Oh my God, what a love story. Yeah, so I was actually living in London at the time, but I moved back home so that we could save to buy a house together. And that we did two years later. (laughs) That's so great. That's really impressive, to be honest. Well done, you guys. Um, So then how did you know that the engagement was coming? genuinely it's really it sounds really like cliche but I I really really didn't see it coming and I feel like everyone's like oh it was such a surprise but it like it really did come out of nowhere because we'd obviously brought a house we want to extend the house you know life's expensive we've got a mortgage um Ash has recently started his own business as well so we're both kind of self-employed doing the whole running our own business thing yeah I really didn't think we had a budget for a ring let alone a wedding (laughs) And here you are. 
I'm I mean, here we are. So yeah, he um, it was very out of nowhere, but I was so desperate to get engaged. Like months before, I would just every time I saw my mum and sister, and I was actually even saying it to Ash's mum. I was like, "When's he gonna propose?" <laughs> it is funny though, because I think like maybe like two weeks before um he proposed to you we were together and you were like I'm so ready to get engaged I know and I literally described my ideal ring to you do you remember yeah and when Barry was the first person I facetimed (laughs) oh my god it's so funny actually so I was on the train to Wales um with Mark and the dog and this is when we had that um like break in between our leases uh for our flat so we were going back to Mark's parents house and we were on the train and you FaceTime me and I answered and I had headphones in and I thought I was being really quiet and I was like uh, like obviously screaming that I'm so happy for you and then I got off the phone and I like mouthed to Mark who was sitting across from me like Sophie's engaged and he's like I know and the whole rest of the train knows and I genuinely thought I was being so quiet but like actually I was probably screaming really loud because I'm very not self-aware of the volume of my voice. Yeah, but I showed you the ring, didn't I? And you were like, it's exactly the one you described. It was so weird. Yeah, he did very well. He did. So when is the wedding? So you guys got engaged in July? Yeah, end of July. And then the wedding is June next year. So it's a pretty quick turnaround. Less than a year. (laughs) Yeah. And then how do you find kind of planning the wedding and running your own business? stressful it's really hard and actually at the beginning I was like how the hell am I going to do this but I've learned that I just need to treat it as if it is kind of work as well and schedule it in that way yeah so it's really just a case of being super organized and there are a lot of nights when I'll be up kind of catching up on Sophie's healthy kitchen stuff till like nine or ten o'clock at night which is fine but I just need to accept that I need to schedule it in and not get stressed about it yeah that's a really good idea I tend to schedule like life events into my calendar as well especially like exercise because I know like I'll like if it's scheduled in I'll be more accountable to it yeah I'm all about a routine the schedule yeah I completely agree okay so where are you getting married I mean obviously I know but tell everyone else I'm getting married in south France Barry's a bridesmaid I'm so freaking fun I've never been a bridesmaid oh so this is my first time and I'm so excited (laughs) I've never been a bride obviously I'm so excited for you guys I'm really so just like so happy to like celebrate you two and in such like a great environment of like the south of France I feel like the vibes are going to be incredible yes very excited it's also very expensive planning a wedding oh my god I can't even imagine (laughs) and that's literally why like I'm like not I don't feel the need to you know pressure mark because I was like I just can't afford it right now so let's just wait because I'm not personally I'm not there yet um but so tell us you've already gotten your dress yes dress is chosen okay was that a stressful time because I feel like a lot of people find dress like wedding dress shopping to be stressful okay so I'll share a story with you the first day um I don't think my mum even knows this the first day I was going to try and dress it is me my sister and my mum had it in the diary and I was just in the worst mood that morning like to the point where I was thinking of cancelling it because I was like I feel hideous like I'm bloated I don't feel good about myself um and my sister came over in the morning and she was like she sensed my kind of moody vibe 
Yeah. And she was like, come on, like, you're going to look beautiful. Like, she was so sweet. And I was like, how the hell am I going to look beautiful when I don't feel good about myself? Um, but you know what? My body is my body, and it doesn't, you know, it hadn't changed from yesterday, if that makes sense. Like, it was just kind of my mood and my perception towards myself. So I kind of snapped myself out of it. And it was a really, really fun day. I didn't find the dress that day, but it was really fun trying on dresses. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think personally, I can relate to that a lot. And I think this is actually something that a lot of nutritionists and dietitians don't speak about publicly because, you know, both of us have masters in eating disorders and we are, you know, helping other people go through kind of like a healthy relationship with food and their bodies but that doesn't mean that we're exempt from having low days we're only human like this is just part of being a woman and I get really frustrated actually because I feel like I'm not allowed to say that without being ridiculed by other health professionals or like fear of judgment but like yeah I have a healthy relationship with my body and food and I feel you know genuinely happy about the way I look but sometimes I look in the mirror and I feel like a bag of shit but I'm allowed, I'm allowed to feel that way. Yes, I can separate fact versus fiction. And I know the tools that I need to, you know, identify how to bring that positivity back my back to my life. And I can see the thoughts and I can choose to ignore them. But that doesn't mean that those thoughts never cross my mind. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's I mean we're all going through our personal journey as well like just like you said just because we're health professionals doesn't mean that we don't have some kind of relationship with our own body and the food that we eat but this is something that we obviously don't publicize because we are health professionals and it's all about the client it's not about us but I think it is important for people to know that probably when they look at us on Instagram you know we look super confident we're super happy with our bodies and in general we probably are but like you said, we still have those days where we'll get up and look in the mirror and for some reason, you know, we're not feeling as positive about ourselves as we were the day before. Yeah, exactly. And I've had meltdowns. Like I remember there were times in college, like when we would go out and everyone would get ready for a day drink and like put on like shorts and tank tops and things like that. And there's some days I'd be like, I'm not going because I don't feel comfortable wearing like that kind of clothes and drinking and being in that environment where my vulnerability is high and my guards down. I just didn't feel confident enough back then. But I think confidence is something that you learn. Like you said, we are all on a journey. And obviously, repeating that back now, I was what, 18. So that was like, a long time ago, because I'm old now. Um, But yeah, I think that it's important for us to share these stories, because I think it's important for everyone to know that we are human. And we have these feelings as well. Definitely. And I think as well, just touching the confidence thing, that's something that's been built up through, you know, I'm a lot nicer to myself now, you know, I used to be very critical of myself, Mm. um, you know, constantly looking in the mirror in a negative way and pointing out things I didn't like about myself whereas now I'll kind of look at myself as a whole in the mirror instead of pointing out things that I don't like and just on that kind of some of what we're saying here is anecdotal and won't apply to everyone obviously yeah 100% um what works for us won't necessarily work for you we're just trying to break down the stigmas that just because we're nutritionists means that where our life is perfect in regards to our relationship with the mirror definitely so I've got a question for you actually have you ever 
felt pressured to look a certain way being that you're a dietitian absolutely absolutely and I heard I heard someone say this once um I don't know where I heard it but it must have been when I was younger but it was like someone in a gym class and it's like well I want my gym instructor to be really fit because then I'll be like more motivated and then I was I kind of internalized that and be like should I look a certain way as a nutritionist because to like inspire clients but then I was like that's really messed up because there is no perfect body like there is no right one way to look but obviously when you're younger and you are influenced by social um media or we didn't really have social media when we were younger so it's probably just the media in general but there there are pressures and yeah I did fall victim to them and it took years of education and years of self-work and therapy not gonna lie I spent a majority of my childhood in therapy for a lot of body image issues and that got me to where I am now but it's all the journey and I definitely felt pressure I definitely fell into bad diets I definitely did things that I'm not proud of but if I didn't have those experiences and I wasn't able to reflect on them then I wouldn't be able to be here today where I am with the mindset that I have now yeah I'm 100% with you I think I've had a pretty similar journey to you actually and falling into the fad diets I remember when I was the first time I was in America I I honestly this is no exaggeration I probably spent about $250 on supplements oh my god because I had just got so carried away with my research and for some reason convinced myself that I needed to be on all these different supplements to be healthy oh my god yeah I I understand that literally I will touch on this probably in a future episode but my mom put me in Weight Watchers when I was 12. Mm. So like that whole, and I was a, a small body, like I'm genetically small. And so that's another thing. I don't want to pretend, sit here, pretend like I know what it's like to be in a larger body because I don't, and I don't want anyone to perceive my words as insensitive. Um, yeah. But even as a smaller person, I was still subjected to that diet culture and those social oh. pressures. Yeah, and I think it's important to mention here as well. I mean, no matter what size you are, for anyone listening, it you know that doesn't discriminate about the in regards to the feelings and thoughts you can have about yourself. You can literally be any size and have you know suffer mentally with how you feel about yourself. Yeah, definitely. So, do you find now that you're a bride and the whole day is going to be kind of focused on you and things like that? Do you feel a pressure? So, I mean, there's probably like a time, I mean, the thoughts have obviously crossed my mind and there are small parts of me that kind of think, well, you know, should I be changing my body? But in all honesty, I made peace with my body quite a long time ago now. And, you know, I'm happy with the size I am. That's my body and that's fine. But at the same time, you know, I do want to look like the best version of myself. (laughs) And the only thing I have considered doing is getting a personal trainer. Yeah, in one that's expensive when you're paying for a wedding yeah. um, and two I'm like you know do I want to put that kind of pressure on myself so in all honesty I'm kind of still thinking about about it and I would love to tone up for my wedding day mm-hmm. but I haven't just quite decided what I'm going to do about it yet yeah I think that's really interesting because I don't think there's inherently anything wrong with saying like I want to have toned arms for my wedding day Mm-hmm. But some people will caveat that or rebuttal that and say, well, you shouldn't feel the need to change your body yeah, for one day. 
And I yeah. get, I get that, but where do we where do we kind of draw the line? I agree. It's, I mean, it's an interesting topic as well because probably, I mean, this is such a guesstimate, but like a high percentage, I won't say a specific number because I don't know, but a high percentage of people will probably go on a wedding diet. Oh my God, definitely. Did you um, ever experience, do you have prom in the UK? Like when you're younger? Yeah. yeah. Now I didn't do this because at that point I had gone through a lot of you know, things, and mom had spent tons of money on therapy for me because health insurance is not free in America, um, but, like, during the age of, like, prom season and things like that, like, I remember my friends going on the most ridiculous diets. Interesting. So, I think, well, we had a prom when I was 16. Yeah. Then you have another one when you're 18, but because I left the school I was at and I went to college, we didn't, I didn't have a prom when I was 18. So I only had the one, and I don't remember anyone outright dieting, in all honesty. Okay, so we had one when we were 16, and then, or no, 16, 17, and then one when we were 17, 18, just depending on how yeah. old we were. Um, and I remember for both of them, like, girls doing these, okay, it was called, if I remember correctly, the GM diet, and it stands for General Motors. Um, actually, if you bear with me, I'm actually going to Google it right now because I don't want to say things wrong and I want to, like, shed light on how crazy this is. So it's a seven-day diet and each day is, like, something different. This is, like, the most ridiculous thing. Oh, whatever. Like one day you eat carbs, one day you eat meat. Yeah, it's so stupid. I would but love probably, to know. Yeah, some girls went, on, not specifically for prom, but some girls did that in my high school. I just don't get who came up with this and where is the science yeah, to back it. Where it is, is the science behind it? Yeah, honestly, most- I remember a girl, she was in a larger body, and she came into school one day and she was like, I'm only eating meat today. Yes, okay, so let me read it to you. So day one is all you can have is fruit. I would be starving, by the way. Like, where is yeah. my protein? Day two, all I can eat are vegetables. I would just be probably so bloated from the amount of fiber. <laughs> Um, day three is fruit and vegetables. Day four is bananas and milk. What? Okay. Day five is just meat. Day six is meat and vegetables. And day seven is rice, fruit, and vegetables. This is the most messed up. There can't be any science behind that. No, definitely. And it's, um, I don't know. Um, that, how did it become popular oh the general motors corporation developed and endorsed this diet to help its employees lose weight okay general motors has no scientific background or no nutrition background it's just ridiculous the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous and the main the main thing that it says is that it lowers people's daily calorie intake so it's aiming to be a calorie deficit diet the whole thing is absolutely stupid random foods in order to do that yeah, I mean, obviously we are saying, please don't do this. Um, <laughs> this is not a healthy approach no. to, you know, anything. I'm, you're at risk of some huge problems there if you were to pursue that. Yeah, and just like starting any diet, you're putting yourself at risk for a lot of huge problems. Yeah. So it's not just this diet. I think it's all diets. If 100%. You are putting yourself at risk. However, with that being said, I remember a lot of girls doing this, and I remember... I I thought one night one day to be honest was milk and meat 
but I guess it was milk and bananas. But that just sounds horrible to put yourself through that. But I do remember even at the age of like 16, 17, there was this pressure to be like as small as possible for prom. And even me at 17, and I was still quite small, I remember like begging my mom to borrow one of her like shape. I don't know what you call them, like a Spanx. Um, like the, like, like the tight pull-up knickers type thing. Yeah, like a tummy control. Yeah. And my mom was like, you really don't need this, like, you're, and I was just like, no, I feel more comfortable, and I ended up wearing it. Um, but, like, that was, I didn't change any of my food behaviors, but that was my attempt to change the way I looked. Yeah. To feel more confident. I'm not justifying that. I'm not saying that I should have or shouldn't have worn it, but we had that pressure even at 16, 17. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think, I like to think things are moving in the right direction. But at the same time, so we, as mentioned, didn't grow up with social media. I mean, there wasn't Instagram when we were growing up, thank God. But people these days are growing up with it from like, you know, girls and boys as young as 10 are on Instagram. Yeah. It's scary. It is scary. I don't really know what that is going to do to the future. I mean, there's some preliminary research saying that, you know, girls and boys as young as like, what was it? There was some statistic like girls and boys as young as like six are concerned about their weight. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously that's very concerning. Um, Very very concerning. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that weight doesn't equal health. Or, you know, self-worth. Exactly. The number on the scale doesn't dictate, you know, your self-worth. But yeah, there's a lot of mixed messages going on. But did you see that Instagram, like, put out that statement that they're no longer letting people endorse, like, diet products? Yes, definitely a positive step in the right direction. Yes, thank God. So that is a good thing that is happening. But going back to kind of your wedding and, like, to get a personal trainer, like, what would be your motivation behind that? Just to purely tone up, because I mean, I go to the gym maybe three or four times a week. And, but the thing is, you know, if I've been sat down doing emails all day, you know, I feel so irritable, you know, my legs hurt, you know, I need to stretch. I'm obviously, I'm also super flexible. It is (laughs) the most wild thing I've ever seen in my life. I remember we were recording the first podcast, we were sitting on my couch and you just like lifted your leg over your head. Like it was no big deal. And I freaked out. Yeah, I just, I, I, my body feels that need to move and stretch. It's not, you know, I'm not even going to the gym and doing HIIT workouts and stuff like that. I'm genuinely, like, having a really good stretch. I'm moving. I'm doing some cardio. I don't go to the gym with specific goals. I genuinely just go to move and feel good. Yeah. So I guess if I were to get a personal trainer, my motivation behind that would to be actually go in and, you know, break a bit of a sweat and feel like I've done a really good workout because in all honesty I very rarely walk out of the gym dripping in sweat (laughs) same and when I say same I mean when I used to go to the gym and I haven't properly exercised in six months which is bad for my health because exercise what I will say as well though is that you don't have to break a sweat to have you know done a, a good workout but um I guess you know I've just never explored that avenue so I'd be intrigued to kind of know what it was like to work with a personal trainer and if I can you know and it for my mental health as well yeah is there a different kind of workout that I can be doing to make me feel even better about my body 
Yeah, definitely. You know, you want to feel strong. That's a positive thing. Yeah, I would love to be stronger. If it, I feel like I should set it as a goal, but then I'm almost too scared to, in case I never do it, but it's to do a pull-up. <laughs> oh, I've never tried. I don't think I could either. Um, wow. Yeah, maybe like an assisted pull-up. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should learn together. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually being quite embarrassed. Um to see if I could do that now definitely not even though like I could do push-ups like that's always been one thing that I've been able to do I don't know why but like I could actually do a decent push-up I pride myself on that well you are ahead of me now I'm ahead. I think it's just like the way my body my body is built everyone's I'll built do the splits and bar I can do a push-up yeah yeah I'm like the least flexible person in the world and I have the shortest arms and the shortest legs because I'm a short person and I still can't touch my toes Wait, there was a point that you got to though where you could touch them. Am I? Yeah, I I know, and I oh, am not to touch them. <laughs> and I'm Bye. not there anymore. <laughs> I'll get back there. I should. I do love exercise. I love bar. I love Pilates. I love that kind of workout. I do love the odd hit workout, but when I was doing that, really often my cortisol levels shot up and my hair started falling out so I'm going to stay away from those for a while and stick to more low impact exercise but going back to your wedding like where do where do you think people draw the line at like getting hair extensions or getting your makeup done which is physically altering your appearance yeah to saying I want to um you know tone up for my wedding do you think there's a difference or do you think certain people perceive those things to be different I think it depends on the person and from a personal point of view I'm really not the type to overly dress myself up because I've always kind of preferred the natural look and I've always had this thing that I don't because I don't wear makeup often so I don't want to look overly different when I do put it on and then people look at me and be like you know you look like a ghost when you're not wearing makeup so when I do wear makeup it's still very minimal as well so I'm actually having this kind of like thing in my head where I'm like you know how much makeup do I wear on my wedding day because the thing is it's a one-off day for you to look like an absolute princess and you know whatever go all out with the hair and makeup but saying that as well you know, I'm not going to have some weird updo that I would never, you know, wear myself because then I won't look like me because I never wear my hair up in some fancy, you know, do that a hairdresser's done. So I'll probably just have my hair down and flowy like it normally is. Yeah, you want those pictures as well to be timeless. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, obviously all the times change and, like, there's different trends, but I could imagine yeah. during my wedding I want it to be really classy as well and just, like, I'll look back in 20 years and being like, yeah, I would still wear that. Yeah, and I think, like, each their own as well, you know, if you are the type of person who wants some big extravagant do, then great, that's, you know, you do you. Yeah. But it's, you know, I don't think we can judge other people. And I don't want to be judged for kind of my choices as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Going back to your wedding, do you feel any other kind of like external social pressures to look a certain way or change anything? I don't think so. But again, I think that is because I'm at peace with who I am. And, you know, I can't speak for other brides, but I would imagine that there is you know, people put a lot of pressure on themselves. And actually, interestingly, I used to work for a PR company. 
and one of our clients was this guy who'd invented like different juices to like cleanse and detox you I'm doing little air quotes right now um but he had a specific juicing diet for brides oh my god it is genuinely like you could get the 21 or the 28 day or the seven day package you imagine juicing for 21 days for your wedding you'd be on the verge of passing out I would just be so mean and, and angry yeah, and moody and you wouldn't enjoy it and it, it's just it's absolutely no point in risking your mental health on your wedding day oh my god I couldn't believe it I couldn't I'm, agree anymore so what would your advice to be to like other brides who might feel this pressure and like I'm saying to you because I don't know what it's like to be in that position so for anyone else out there who is getting married or engaged soon and feels that social pressure what would you say to them I mean I guess there's a few things I mean one of them would be that it's really not worth going on some ridiculous diet to feel like absolute crap leading up to your wedding and you know there's other things that can come with that as well if you are going on some ridiculous diet you know your skin might get worse and you know your hair might not look as shiny like things like that are going to affect how you feel and look on the day anyway so please 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 don't go on any ridiculous kind of detoxing or fast weight loss diets because I promise you it's not worth it yeah they don't work number one if like that's why they make so much money because diets don't work they sell you the products and then it's over you didn't get the results you want so then you're on to the next one so it is all marketing like they're not out for your well-being they're out for your money And as with anything, starting a restrictive diet just sets you up for just a long road of negative side effects, mental side effects, physical side effects. Um, It's really not worth it. I would definitely recommend getting in touch with a registered dietitian or a nutritionist if you are worried about falling into that kind of diet trap. Yeah, definitely. And I would also say that you do not want to be spending the six months before your wedding constantly worrying about what you're going to look like and what food you're eating and how much you're eating I mean planning a wedding is supposed to be so exciting you know it's the lead up to the best day of your life so please don't ruin that with kind of negative thoughts and feelings towards yourself because again like you said it just isn't going to lead anywhere positive or healthy I completely agree now on to a question about your wedding um obviously your Sophie's Healthy Kitchen and the wedding. So are you going to impart any of your personal food preferences into the menu for the day? Oh, interesting. Um, So I'm working with a really great caterer as well, who's kind of very much, you know, the foods are really varied. There's lots of different kind of flavors going on. Um, I'm not going to say what I've chosen (laughs) yet, because it's not set in stone. Um, But I mean, the food that we've chosen is colourful and fresh and also non-restrictive. I mean, it's it's like, how do I explain? It's, it's good food. It's delicious. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of everything. Yeah, I will say this, obviously, and you'll probably guess this anyway, anyone who knows me or follows me, that there's something very chocolatey for dessert. <laughs> Do you want to make anything for the dessert table? Because you, like, love to bake or, like not interested it's your day to enjoy the day you don't want to do that not interested one bit I'm not doing any work that day (laughs) I don't blame you my mom um made like cookies and part of the desserts for my brother's bar mitzvah 
and she regrets um, it and says never again it was so much work oh really interesting yeah no I want you know that's my day I'm not going to be stressed out doing anything else apart from putting my dress on <laughs> I am so excited I'm, to be there I'm playing with my bridesmaids <laughs> I'm so excited just to dance the whole night away um, I'm so counting on you to be my dance partner for the whole night because okay. it's such an effort to get Ash on the dance floor with me. Oh yeah, you don't have to ask me twice. You're literally. And I know that Mark is like hates dancing as well. So yeah. <laughs> okay, another thing being that you know you do have quite a big Instagram following. Do you feel a pressure to have a certain type of wedding to show other people? Do you know it? It honestly hasn't crossed my mind. I think a good few months ago, and I remember talking to you about this, I really let Instagram get to me. And I was kind of obsessing over the amount of followers and the likes I was getting. And I just somehow had this epiphany, took a step back and I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not going to put so much pressure on myself. And I'm so, so appreciative for the life that I have off of social media. Yeah. That just means everything to me. So yeah, I agree. Because realistically, like, Instagram can disappear in a day, like as quickly as it came into our lives, it can disappear. So it's so important to make sure that you have, you know, a life outside social media and family and relationships that, you know, you value and that you're not constantly glued to your phone. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. But that's good. I feel like there is like this underlying pressure, like when you have a certain amount of followers that, you know, you live a certain life and that's so not true, but it's good to know that you don't feel like you have to live up to that. And uh, to be honest, I don't feel like I, I do either. Like I honestly couldn't care less what people think. Like you can follow me or not follow me for whatever reasons that you want, but it's not going to be because I put together this like perfectly curated life. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And I mean, I, do honestly try and keep it as real as I can on my page and you know I'll talk about you know the great stuff going on in my life but then sometimes you know I will say actually you know I'm struggling a bit I've got a lot of work to do but that's difficult as well because I don't want to come off like I'm not grateful for you know running my own business which I am but you know we all have tough times in life you know yeah at any point and yeah I just try and keep it as real as possible and but at the same time you know we are health professionals so I, a lot of it is the work that I do and you know my recipe creations and stuff like that and I do want to keep it like a nice fun and light-hearted page but at the same time I want to let people know that there is a very real human being me behind the page I completely agree with that um also another wedding question that I had to go back to that is, is will your dog bear be attending your wedding Oh, I so wish I could say yes, but the thing is, I mean, I you know how much I love him, and me and Ash are desperate to have him there, but I think on the day, it's going to be outside, it's hopefully going to be hot, I don't want bear outside for the entire day when it could be, you know, 26 and up degrees, right. um, I don't want to have anyone to have to look after him, so I think he'll be distressed with that amount of people and not having my Nash's attention as well. So we're actually having a legal wedding in the UK before we go. And he's going to come to that. Oh, so cute. It will happen there for a legal wedding. And then he'll be with a friend of my mum's when we're away. Oh, that's really sweet. So he'll he'll have some wedding pictures. Yes. Are you going to put him like in a bow tie or something? Yeah, so Ash actually brought him a bow tie for when he asked me to marry him. But... I was being very awkward that day and I actually took Bear with me when I left the house 
so Bev wasn't around for him to put the bow tie on so he was there because I brought him back when he asked me to marry him but he didn't get to put his little bow tie on that's so funny (laughs) now I know the story of how Ash proposed to you but do you want to share it for everyone else because it is so sweet so I'll try and wrap it up as quickly as possible because I feel like I can drag it out sometimes. But basically that day we were, we'd arranged to do a picnic in London. So me, Ash, my sister and her boyfriend and one of my best friends, Rob. And Ash then said out of nowhere that he had a meeting that day and he couldn't make it. So I was annoyed at him. I was like, we've had these plans for weeks and now, you, you know, why have you booked a meeting on a Saturday kind of thing? But whatever, literally didn't ex- like suspect anything. Um, and then that morning on the Saturday, Bear wasn't very well. And I was like, well, I can't go out because Bear's not well. And Ash was like, it's fine. Like, I'll push my meeting back and look after him. And I was like, no, like, he's not well. So I will stay with him. And Ash, like, got his phone out and started texting. And I was like, who are you texting? I was like, do not move your meeting. I was like, when Bear's ill, he needs me. <laughs> <laughs> So I texted my sister and I was like, oh, sorry. Like, I texted the group that we had on WhatsApp and I was like, really sorry, like Bear's not well and I'm, I'm not coming. So my sister Kitty was like, you know, don't worry, we can you know, stay in, lo- in the local area and we'll just do a picnic in mum's garden. So I was like, oh, like, cool, like come to mine and I'll host the picnic. And she was like, no, you come to mum's with Bear. So I was like, okay, whatever, like she's being very persistent. So we'll just go to mum's. So I said to Ash, like what the plan was. And I picked up Bear and we went. Um, and when I got to my mum's, my, she was like really happy, like looking back on it, you know, and you kind of look back at the day, yeah. I didn't pick up on anything, but she was just really happy. And she was like, oh, I'm going to meet my friend for coffee now. I was like, great, have a nice time. <laughs> and then what the weirdest thing was is that my brother and his girlfriend were like, oh, can we come to coffee with you? And I was like, why the hell does my brother want to go to coffee with my mum and her friend? But again, I didn't think anything of it. And like my brother can be a bit weird anyway. So I was like, that's just Tom. Um, so James managed, my other brother, they're twins. He managed to sneak out without me even realising. But apparently we were all sat in the garden. And my mum was like reversing her convertible out the drive. And she had like this great big teepee sticking out of it. But my back was to her, so I didn't see. That's so funny. Um, and then it like, so we had our little picnic in the garden. And at four o'clock, Ash texts me, and I'd only had one glass of wine at this point, thank goodness, because he was like, can you drive back to the house and pick me up because I'm back from my meeting and I want to drink with you guys tonight. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. And he was like, can you bring Bear because Bear needs his dinner? And I was like, well, it's four o'clock, but fine. So I grabbed Bear and like got in the car. And then when I was driving over, he texted me saying that he'd broken the lock on our front door. So could I come through the back gate? So I was like, for God's sake, like, we've broken the bloody door. Um, <laughs> so you didn't try it? Or you just went straight to the back gate? No, I did try it. I was, like, banging on the door. And I was like, Ash, what have you done to the door? <laughs> was it just locked? Or, like, did he actually yeah, put the key in it so that I couldn't get my key in it? Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. So our back gate is literally next to our front door because our yeah. front door's on the side of the house. And he opened the gate in, like, a tux, like, super smart black tie. And I was like, did he just really dress up for his meeting? Oh he my was like, yeah, I was like, and then he was like, hi, and had like the biggest smile on his face. And I was like, hello. And I was like, kind of slowly, he was like, come on then. And he was like, walking me down the side of our house. And all of a sudden, like, I saw the big, he'd like set up a teepee in the garden and there were like wine bottles and lights everywhere. Um, 
and like, it, it all happened so quickly and I so wish I could have saved the moment more but it, I was just so overwhelmed um, and then I was like is it a proposal like could it be um, and then I was like no don't think that just in case it's not and then he had like our favorite Sam Smith song playing in the background and then he got down on one knee oh my and god beautiful ring out and he did a cute little speech and then yeah Oh my god, my heart is, like, warm thinking about it. I also, like, can't believe you remember it all because, like, I think I would black out. Yeah, I had to keep, like, replaying it in my head because, like I said, it went so quickly. And then I was like, does my mum know? Like, does my sister know? Does my dad know? And he's like, yes, like, we've all been planning this for, like, months. And, like, my oh mum and my brothers god. have been around at the house, set, like, setting the teepee up. Um, and then we went back to my mum's house and she'd set up, like, a little celebration party so incredible I literally have the chills it's just such a nice story I'm so happy for you it's just such a lovely day because I always said like I only I've never ever wanted him to propose in front of anyone I would have gone crazy if he'd done that I just think it's such a special moment between two people and I just always wanted it to be me him and Bear and like our house is like my happy place so the fact that he did it here in the garden was just yeah everything so sweet do you want to hear like a crazy thing that like my friends do in New York so supposedly if you get engaged then you want like engagement pictures like photos of the entire engagement like you you have this photographer and the boy or whoever's proposing um will be messaging the photographer and let them know where and when and then basically the photographer just shows up takes pictures and then leaves like you never actually talk to the photographer so and then they'll just like airdrop you or email you all the pictures after so it's like the weirdest thing because like you think no one's taking pictures of you because like no one's actually there to take pictures of you but like he he or she has kind of like arranged this whole thing and you're so unaware of it but then you get those photos and I just think it's the creepiest thing the thing is as well like I mean I put pictures up of us you know on social media to be like oh I'm engaged um but it's can we just keep a few things off of Instagram do you know what I mean like does everything have to be for show yeah I think that's a really interesting question um yeah I mean like where do people feel like they need to have private privacy and then put everything on Instagram stories yeah well we went to a wedding um Rhiannon's wedding back a few weeks ago and I actually both Ash and I put our phones away for pretty much the whole wedding day and I didn't even think about getting my phone out because it was just so it was such a lovely day and we were all having such a great time that you know I didn't want to have to put all of that on social media because if you do you're definitely not having as much of a good time as you could be without your phone. 100% and even in my day-to-day life like I try well, Mark gets kind of mad that he feels sometimes that I could be on my phone too much, even if I'm not on social media, I'm just on my phone. Um, so it could just be, like, emails or, like, talking to friends. Like, obviously, I have a time difference, so I'm five hours ahead. So literally, it will just be, like, me messaging my friends or, like, literally me texting my mom. Um, but, you know, we don't see each other all day because we both work, and then when we come home at night, like, we shouldn't be glued to our phones. So yeah. I really try, like, after, like, eight to, like, put our phones down and not look at it, and, like, that's been helpful. And, like, if we go on a dog walk with Oscar, like, no phones allowed. <laughs> what me and Ash do. And it is really helpful. But yeah, I think there's like a line between like where people feel the need to always put, you know, what's going on on social media. 
And that's good to know that you feel like you don't have to do that with your wedding. You know, the people that you want to share that experience with will be there. 100%. Yeah. Obviously, like sharing pictures is inevitable. But yeah, I mean, yeah, on the actual day, I'm hoping there won't be too many phones Yeah, exactly. And you don't want other people to be sitting there on their phones either. You want them to be enjoying the moment. Yeah, in the moment, having fun, enjoying, you know, the love and the vibes that are going on that day. Yeah, I mean, I sure will be. I am so pumped um, for all of it. Literally, I keep saying that, but I really am. (laughs) And now off to plan the hen do. Yeah. Do you feel, okay, so this is, like, a weird thing, and I know this might be running long, but, like, in America, I feel like weddings are crazy. Like, you have an engagement party, you have a bridal shower, you have a, like, a bachelorette party, and then you have the wedding. And here, there's no really, like, there isn't all of that hype. Like, in America, I feel like if you're a guest, and especially if you're in the bridal party, like, you are looking at spending a minimum of $1,000 on someone else's wedding experience. Or here... What I don't want to have for my bridesmaids to have to do. Yeah, I feel like there's just like a big cultural difference. Like yeah, there is in America, like you'll go to Miami for your bachelorette, or you go to Mexico, or you'll go to Colombia. Like, and I just feel like there's so much money spent, and then like you have to get like a bridal shower gift um, off the registry, and then also a wedding gift. And I just feel like it is so much pressure, um, yeah. and I don't know. I hope that doesn't come across to England because I think it's really nice the way things are here where it's like we you know because you were there but for our engagement party in like quotations um it was genuinely just our family and Barry and her partner Mark and that's how we wanted it with literally just the immediate kind of family yeah so it's so different in America I mean I don't even think you can call it an engagement party because there were like 14 of us celebrating yeah and that's because you have a big family yeah exactly so yeah it was just that's how I wanted it um I didn't want to throw a big party because I mean it's expensive for us as well if we were to do all that and host that many kind of occasions yeah no it is it is such an expense And I feel like now, like, you know, especially, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking because, like, experience in America, but, like, it's so much money. And, like, everyone who's still kind of young, like, we all, like, went to university or, like, went to college and went to grad school. Like, we all have college loans to pay and, you know, things like that. It's just, it adds up and it's just, like, the pressure can be so much. But, like, I really appreciate the fact that you feel like that pressure is kind of off of you and that... Maybe that gives me hope that, like, when I'm in your situation, maybe I'll just, like, forget about the pressure. Because, like, I'll be on such a high from the experience. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, wishful thinking. <laughs> There's a lot to think about. But anything else? Any um, suggestions to brides-to-be or anyone else listening who's planning a wedding? Just try and enjoy it as much as you can. Just take that pressure off of yourself and have a good time. I mean, I feel like you learn this more as you get older, but we're really not here for a long time and appreciating the people that you get to live this life with is so much more important than pretty much anything else. <laughs> I literally couldn't agree more. And yeah, that day is just going to be so special and you want to be surrounded by the ones that you love and just have a magical day. And the events leading up to that day don't matter as much as you think. Yeah, exactly. And don't fall for any of the fad diets. <laughs> 
No, and just keep yourself in a good headspace, like whatever you need to do to keep yourself positive. You know, it might be, you know, having a bath for an hour and like having a good book to read, listening to a podcast, going for a walk, like whatever you need to do to keep yourself sane and feeling good mentally, make sure you're still doing those things. Yeah, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, Sophie and I are being so honest, like, we've both been to therapy at points in our life, and, like, don't be afraid to seek help if you need it. Like, there is no shame in that. My mom always said therapy is such a good thing for parts of your life that you need it, and even when you don't think you need it. Sometimes it's just really helpful to just speak to someone who's unbiased and talk about yourself in life situations and help Mm self-reflect. So if you feel pressure, talk to someone. Definitely. And I mean, obviously not everyone can afford therapy, you know, even if it's, you know, pick your phone up and call a friend, call your mum, call your sister, just offload on someone, you know, you're allowed to do that. That's what your support system is for. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better. Yeah. Find your support system and make sure you utilize, utilize it if you need it. 100%. Cool. Any, any last thoughts? I feel like we touched on a, so much different like so many yeah. different topics I mean I, we'd love to hear your guys thoughts if you have any comments on this episode or anything you want us to expand on in a different episode definitely let us know yeah and we will be back with you next week don't forget to rate review and subscribe and follow us on instagram at forking wellness awesome bye bye, bye.